365 Success app offers a simple daily tip for a more balanced life. 365 Success is a one-year plan over six levels where a new tip is displayed each day. The people behind 365 Success are academic and creative life hackers Dr. Nisha O'Reilly, Dr. Graham Hughes and Marie O'Riordan. Discover 365 Success, available now in the App Store. Hello, you're very welcome to episode 36 of Purple Psychology. I'm Marie O'Riordan. Here with me is Dr. Nisha O'Reilly, and you can explore further details from this podcast at purplepsychology.com. How are you today? Good. We're starting off with IKEA. The first time I visited IKEA was 16 years ago on the continent in Europe, and I was completely overwhelmed and thought it was the best thing ever. But a lot of people don't like IKEA the first time they have the experience because they don't know what to do and it completely stresses them out. And before 9-11 you were able to bring back things in your suitcases and your luggage that you're not allowed to do now, so I got away with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I read this really interesting article on IKEA and relationships. So a bunch of psychologists started to track what was happening in Ikea because it came up so often in couples counselling that the the arguments had started in Ikea. So I was looking at this article and it's very interesting. Um, One of the overwhelming things that comes out of it for me is that you know, obviously not everybody's good at flat furniture. I'm the worst in the world. I have put stuff together backwards and afterwards gone, oops. Yeah, okay. So not everybody's good at it. But not everybody's honest about the fact that they're not good at it. And not a lot of personalities can ask for help, which is very interesting. So that's one of the the first problems. So it brings up a lot of communication issues between couples because they're kind of like, you know, there's almost like it's assumed that the guy will be practical and be able to put together the fact about furniture. I'm putting my hand up. I have hired someone to put together my IKEA flat packs. (laughs) Whereas I've always been able to put my own stuff together, right? But that that's just me. And, you know, but what goes through this article is, you know, it's it's the communication. And then, you know, the because it's almost like, you know, you, you travel through the storeroom and it does sort of simulate the different aspects of the house. Then the arguments come up about <laughs> the kitchen and the cooking. And I just I just found this really brilliant. That's that brilliant. They, yeah. And I have actually been in Ikea and seen couples having rows. Yeah, no, I, I was in the living, kind of living room area. The last time I was in Ikea, I remember being in the living room area. And there was this couple and they were having a barney. Yes, but it's but the people who are most likely actually to have these rows are the people who are just moving in together. So also, like, it also shows people for the first time that I don't think a lot of people think about this. And, and this is something that we do end up working with with clients that you have a different outlook in life, but you also have a different a different taste and a d- different needs and some people need very tidy space and one of the things that's like that's really irritating me about the last two ikea catalogs <laughs> is that the reason that i like ikea is because i'm very minimalist and very tidy and very neat and that's what ikea is always portrayed and gone for but i don't know i haven't managed to get an ikea catalog from other countries yet but the IKEA it's all the same, I guess, is it? Well, I'm not sure if it is, because the IKEA catalogue for Ireland is now messy. There's so much it's ex- busy, as they say. I think it's busy. I think it's purely messy. They've <laughs> gone for this lived-in look, 
that's what they think they're going That's horrific for. to you. It is horrific. Now, I'm... I I'm, the kitchens are horrible. I'm pretty OCD, but you're worse than me. Come on. No, but... No, the difference between us is that we're both tidy. We both like stuff to have its space and to have its home and know where everything is. And But I take it to a slightly different level than you because I grew up with an interior designer and a window display artist and for me everything has to be aesthetically pleasing and it has to look well from a design point of view and um, it not only has to be tidy but I like it when you walk into a space and things look well and they're shown off at their best and, and I grew up with that and I have an instinctive knowledge of what looks well. Whereas my space relations are so bad it just could just just not come up to your standards I guess. Yeah, well, we, we just have different different outlook. But it's very interesting that when people are first moving in together and they go go into Ikea to set up their home, they then that's only when they manage to discover that they actually have different tastes or they have different needs or they don't know what their needs mm. are. And, and that fascinated me that they, they don't actually know that about someone before they go to buy their furniture. And a fascinating fact I discovered on my first trip to Ikea in Germany was that Ikea, because they have their own printing press and because the trees and everything, they have one of the world's biggest print runs, actually, with that catalogue. Yes, so I don't know why they can't produce a tidy version as well. Hang on a second, right. So with dyslexia, you've got a natural 3D dimensional brain, a three-dimensional brain. So I know your, I know your parents have that. So did that help... Um, your mom with her career because she's able to see things like you from a different perspective, three-dimensionally? I don't know. The dyslexia doesn't really come from that side, even though she can't spell, but that's for different reasons. Um, I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. She's, she's just always been brilliant at design. Um, they're, they're good at design in different ways. So what would you do if you were sent in to Ikea? Well, I want a tidy catalogue again. I'm sorry, I don't like the lived-in busy look where the kitchen countertops are covered in stuff. I don't know what they're on. Like, <laughs> you, 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 you can't cook well in a kitchen if there's too much stuff on the countertops. That's just, that's just not right. And, and, like, there's stuff all over the living spaces. And I'm just like, you know, why do they bother putting up the shelving unit in the corner? You know, there's people listening going, oh, would you get a life? Yeah, but... But in our Danish episode, we proved <laughs> that people are happier if they live in a nice space. Point taken. Right. Okay. So, moving on to something else before, you know, we, we fall out over IKEA catalogues. Oh, I'm in agreement with you. I love IKEA. But it was but I, busy. I described it as busy. Messy. Multiple choice question tests, okay? So like, you know, in, like in America in particular. Well, no, we, they're 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 part of everything. There's always okay. multiple right. choice. Okay. There's okay. always a multiple choice in all the state exams somewhere or other. Um, so you know that feeling where you sit down and you think, should I always go with my first answer? Okay. So a lot of people think that, like the intuitive kind of first instinct. Yeah, yeah you're for your first subconscious. I don't know. You're yeah. the expert. Yeah. So so that you know you, you look at a multiple choice and you instantly pick out that one. Should a, you? let's go for A, yeah. and then you second guess yourself and you go for C, and it was A, that kind of thing. Yeah, right. So how do you know what you should do? Okay. Well, me, I go with A, but that's me. Okay. So it depends why you came up with that, that answer. Okay. So a lot of people are afraid to go back and change their answers in multiple choice, right? But it depends on your confidence level of your choice. So 
if you picked it out just because it looked good or you thought it looked like the right answer, you probably shouldn't stay with it. You're probably better off going through the other answers as a process of elimination saying why they are not the correct answer in order to convince yourself that your first answer was right. Can I throw something in? Yeah. So I'm a freak when it comes to chess. I've never been beaten at a game of chess. I'm a freak. So I'll... And then I'll go... because you've not played anybody good enough at chess. Probably. So I will... I'll instinctually know where to move and I'll move. But if I second-guess myself and I move, I know I'm going to get slaughtered. Temporarily. Until I fight my way back. So, but I don't know, is that personality type? Is that what? Intuition? I don't know. Well, you know, you sit down at a chessboard with the strategy with the way that you normally play a game. Like most, most chess players have um, a chosen strategy to play chess. And that's why I say you just haven't played anybody good enough. Because you haven't played anybody who's tra- challenged your strategy. Yeah, and I'm pretty obsessive when it comes to my Sudoku. And again, if I go with my first gut instinct and just to get it done as quickly as possible, and I second guess myself, I'll always be wrong when I second guess myself. Okay, so there's a confidence level with you deciding your decision and you are processing that it's the right thing to do. Whereas if you just pick the answer because you think that looks familiar and then you're afraid to go back and check your answers, then you probably shouldn't stick with your initial answer. You shouldn't just pick something out because you think it looks right if you haven't gone through a process. So that's what I'm saying. How you, well you do a multiple choice and whether you go back on your answers, mm. it, it all depends on your confidence level of your initial answer. That's brilliant. Yeah, so that's the secret to it. I'll really start thinking about that now going forward because I'm quite impulsive. I'm much more impulsive than you. Yeah, a lot. I, I do a lot more weighing up before I move. I think the most impulsive thing I ever did was uh, five, six, six years ago. So there was this um, stretch of open water in a beautiful part of the world and I had the wrong uh, diving suit on so I had um, a very light three quarters um, diving suit on instead of the full kind of warmer full suit to protect myself more and I saw this open water and I went great and I dive bombed off the pier into freezing cold water my chest closed with the cold and I ended up being dragged out of the water well that's just Muppet like I was a complete and utter Muppet I've never done that again well, I probably would have assessed the depth and the currents. No, I just jumped straight in. Yeah, well, yeah. no comments. Yeah, I agree, no comment. Pitiful. I'm pitiful. On that note, thank you for tuning in to episode 36 of Purple Psychology. I'm Marie O'Reilly. And explore more on Dr. Nisha O'Reilly at purplepsychology.com. Or is there any other website you want to give? No. Okay, that's fine. Purplepsychology.com. Thanks for tuning in all around the world. Talk to you next time. 365 Success app offers a simple daily tip for a more balanced life. 365 Success is a one-year plan over six levels where a new tip is displayed each day. The people behind 365 Success are academic and creative life hackers Dr. Nisha O'Reilly, Dr. Graham Hughes and Marie O'Reardon. Discover 365 Success, available now in the App Store.